1: Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin
0: where we stick to sports except when we're not Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Mind Your Own podcast. Not forever, just of 2020. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And if I gave you a slight pause and you got (laughs) nervous, good. But don't worry, we'll be back in 2021 after this episode. Um, But with that said, this is our last episode of the 2020 calendar year. Yes, hard to believe 2021 is very close.
1: I just... I don't want to like celebrate like 2021 because I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's really changing except for having to write a different date for the year. But I'm really glad that we can finally in not that long time put 2020 behind us. Yes, As a year. (laughs)
0: You know, I think we all do this thing every year at the end of the year where we we comment about how trash the year before was (laughs) and we're like, oh, this year stunk. I I don't think we should do that any longer. 2020 Mm -hmm. has really Mm -hmm. just has just won this one from here going forward. If you have a bad year, um, obviously really bad things still will happen and do happen Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So But I'm just saying, 2020 seems to have taken the cake. Uh, So hopefully for a while, our years are not quite as bad when we benchmark them against this one. I was
1: actually just, I just had this conversation the other day. It was like you know, 2020 is a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah, I know. But didn't we say that? I thought 2019 for me was a bad year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, we do that where we're like, oh, this year. I think if anything, maybe it helps us reflect back on now going forward, the good that happened in a year. Because this one was so particularly bad. Um, But yeah, if you miss us next week, take the time and shoot us an email at mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com or you can tweet at us. I'm at Aaron Sorensen. She's at Sasha72. Uh, What we would like to know for our first episode going into the new year is what you want from 2021. What goals (laughs) are you setting for yourself? Uh, What are you hoping to accomplish? Is there anything on your bucket list that, you know, if things allow for it, you would like to do? Um, Just tell us what you hope of... Of 2021. Uh, that's how I I would like to kick off the new year is hearing about you. So yes. please send us send us whatever. Send yeah. us it all. Uh, again, it's podcast at hailvarsity.com. And speaking of that email address, we actually have a lot of questions. This is our very first inaugural mailbag episode. Yeah. But before we Excited. get to your questions, I have two just quick things I promise I won't go into, like, major tangents. But I just have two quick things I want to just mention that have been kind of sitting heavy on my heart. I'm going to start with this one first. Um, if you are somebody who is um, struggling any time of the year, um, and it's it's currently trending right now as the top thing on my, my Twitter uh, for what's happening, but John Mulaney, he's a comedian, he checked himself into rehab this week, and um, he is somebody who – Got sober at the age of 23. I believe he's 38 now. So he's, he was nearly 15 years sober. Mm-hmm. Um, has admitted now that he fell in, fell into um, cocaine, alcohol abuse, and has checked himself into rehab for this. Uh, he, I, I, I wasn't super clear with what I read, if it was coming from a family member or if he had made some sort of statement. But regardless, uh, something was said that essentially uh, the pandemic has been really hard on on him and it is what forced you know him back into Mm -hmm. this addiction and that's not even the right word and i'm sorry i i have to be honest with you
1: it made the decision to fall off the wagon easier
0: yeah and the thing is is like addiction is so is so complicated it's it's a disease it's not something that um you know that's why i I don't want to make it seem like this was some some decision of his mm-hmm. to start drinking again or to turn to cocaine. Um, we don't know the specifics, but this year has been really hard. And I really liked this tweet from my friend, Adam uh, Jacoby. He said, hoping the best for John Mullaney, not because he's one of the best comedians alive, although he is, but because he's a human being and all human beings, even you, if you need to, he said, if you need to read this, but if you need to hear this deserve inner peace, inner love and freedom from active addiction. And that's what I hope for all of you. This year has been like we were just saying, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it has taken a lot of coping mechanisms away from people. And if if John is a reminder for us all to really like just take a just check in with yourself. And if you are struggling, you are not alone. You yeah. are absolutely not alone. There there are so many people who care about you, and the resources are there when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do hope the best for him. I think, I think he is the best of us and even the best of us have their demons. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like, like, it's, it's one of those things where like, I don't even like sometimes painting addiction as this addiction is just addiction. It's not this like mark on you, like you are a bad person or anything. And I yeah. think sometimes there's this like misunderstanding around addiction. And I'm, I'm going to stop myself before I keep going. Cause I know I will misspeak as somebody who doesn't fully understand addiction myself. I just saw this and really wanted to just say, again, as we look at what this last year has, mm-hmm. has done for so many people, as far as a toll on our mental health and just challenged us in ways that maybe we weren't expecting. Um, you, you are not alone. And I am just as much as I feel this way for John Mulaney and hoping that he finds the peace that he needs and is able to get healthy. I hope the same for any of you who are going through something similar. I really do.
1: This year has been really rough. Like I know we've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast because it's been rough for a lot of people. But I think specifically when thinking about addiction, Um, and mental health. Um, It's really taken its toll. Um, The thing with addiction is that it doesn't ever go away. You can be in recovery and not be actively addicted, Mm -hmm. but it it doesn't leave you. It does not. It's always there. So when things get super hard, um, and I mean, this isn't the same for an addiction is case by case. It it varies person to person. It's not the same for each individual person from one to the next um but I know (laughs) unfortunately a lot about addiction um and it's it's really hard to when things get super rough and you can't do anything about it and you feel helpless to it's sometimes really hard not to fall back into into those addictions because Mm -hmm. a lot of times it seems like with you know the people that I know of that have been um, aff- afflicted or affected by this. Um, it's really easy to fall back into those old habits because that's that's your coping mechanism. It's always there, um, and and it's readily available, really anymore, especially if when it comes to alcohol. Um, so, I mean. I think Aaron did make a really good point, like check in with yourself, like how are you doing? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes that we get so wrapped up in, in avoiding yep. feeling like crap and, and trying to distract ourselves from like any kind of loneliness we may feel like, be feeling or stress or whatever, like ever, anything that's mm-hmm. been happening this year, anger, um, that sometimes we have started down back down that road and we don't really realize it, whether it be mental health or addiction. Yep. Um, and if we just kind of be aware and, and pay more attention to ourselves and really check in with ourselves more frequently, um, and and then do the things that we feel we need to do to get help if we need it or reach out to a friend or talk to somebody. If you're struggling, like, well, reach out.
0: Yep. And if, if, if you don't have somebody in your life that you feel comfortable, and I was looking this up, there is a hotline, um if you are struggling with addiction or if you are somebody who knows someone who's struggling Mm -hmm. with addiction and you need help as for what you can do, that hotline number is 1-800-662-4357. That is is a hotline for, it's the addiction help line, like 1-800-662-4357.
1: I believe that's anonymous also, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
0: Any of these numbers, when you call them you do not have to give any identifying information. It's just there if you need it. And mm-hmm. I hope too that we, and this is something that I constantly challenge myself, especially when I'm presented with something I don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. I hope, especially with anyone that you may know in your life that is either openly or n- not com- combating addiction, mm-hmm. please please do so with compassion. Like, f- please provide them the compassion and the grace that they need, even if you don't understand, and extend the way you may feel about your favorite celebrities when you see something like this to the people in your life. Because the thing is, too, and this is why I said I I, I want to be careful with how I speak, but at the same time, I'm not perfect. So I mm-hmm. want you to understand if I've spoken out of turn in any way, I apologize.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just want to be a point of support and a point of, um, I don't want somebody to feel like I'm making it harder for them. Right. And so just for those of you who are, you may not even know, but I'm assuming in any room you stand in, which hopefully you're not standing in a room of too many people right now, but in any in any circle of people that you know, people that are going to be battling their mental health with addiction, and you may or may not know those things, so just approach all situations with as much compassion and grace as you can, mm-hmm. because those people, whether you ever know it or not, will appreciate it so much more. Because some you t- might
1: be the light at the end of that tunnel for them, mm-hmm. just by being compassionate and generous and and, and a nice human being, mm-hmm. really. And
0: this kind of goes into the second point, which I we I won't spend too much time here because I think a lot of you are probably tired a little bit of hearing about it. But the reason I do want to also just briefly mention this is Nebraska is not playing in a bowl game. It was decided by the players in a, in a team vote that they would like to opt out of the potential of a bowl game. And the reaction to this has been incredibly uh, polarizing. There are people who are like, thank you so much for the season that you did give Mm -hmm. us. Happy holidays. Enjoy time with your family. But there is a group that is very vocally upset. Um, They're disappointed. Uh, Disappointed is probably putting it too lightly. But I wanted to address this for two reasons. Um, First and foremost, there's two pieces of the very, very angry outcry about Nebraska not playing in a bowl game that have made me particularly uncomfortable. The first is comparing this to anyone in the military. Please do not, please do not turn this into, we'll go talk to the military about being like, they're, they're so unrelated. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the argument. It's not doing your friends and family who are members of the military or who have been friends or members of the military. It's not doing them. It's not doing them any good for Mm -hmm. you to make that comparison. Um, It's not doing the players any good. Those things are so far, far separate and different if that is your point of reference of like, well, the military doesn't spend their holidays with family. No, no, no. Like, this has nothing to do with that. So let's just push that argument yeah. as far to the side. The one though that has made me even more uncomfortable is the people who have gone, wow, this decision is soft. This is soft. What a bunch of soft players. I thought they wanted to play a bunch of soft players. I need you to understand what you're doing with that word. When we talk about mental health, you are basically saying, a team saying, we are exhausted. We are tired. We are just, it is beyond us at this point. You are yeah. saying that that is bad. You are saying that is a
1: soft, like... You're t- you're telling them they don't deserve to feel that way. For right. For your you're, entertainment you're, benefit.
0: Correct. And I want to just be clear about something. I am, I have... I am so far an outsider this year. In most years, I have way more access and availability to the team that, like, I I live more on their schedule than Mm -hmm. I did this year. I want to just share a little bit of insight for anyone who's listening who might not understand in a typical year, I know the tired and exhausted feeling I'm going to have in December. By the time a football season ends, I know that exhausted. I'm tired. I haven't been sleeping normal schedules. I have been uh, balancing football with volleyball. I, I, like I said, I rarely sleep, very little. I'm up until like two in the morning on game days. Typically, like I am mm-hmm. exhausted, but I'm physically exhausted by the end of the season. Usually, I'm mentally just like cool. This, this is my job. I'm having fun. Everything's great. Right but like from a physical exhaustion i get to the end of the season and i'm just like oh wow i know that exhaustion the way i feel this year is so far from that i only went to 3 home games and one away game i have not been driving back and forth to lincoln like i normally do i have not been at you know on their practice schedule i have not had anything normal and i am i am so mentally drained by this season yeah. and i'm not even the one who's had to stay like essentially in game shape since March. Like John Cook, when Nebraska volleyball found out that their season would be pushed to the spring, the first thing he did is he said, I sent my team home. I said, go home, go spend some time with your families. Because like, once you get back here, we're going to, it's going to be a grind. So Mm -hmm. go home. He, He even sent them home again for the holidays, even though they will be starting practice in January to get ready for their season. Because this is, this is a very, very weird not normal unique situation some of these players on Scott Frost team have been in Lincoln since March mm-hmm. not seeing their family not getting to be normal college students not having the like normal things that they could break away that give them some like sense of relief like i'm sorry that we're not getting one more game to be entertained by but do not call any kind of exhaustion that they tell you they have as soft no. because that is that is that is shaming a level of mental health that you may not understand. Yeah. But that's what you're doing. You're telling a group of, of young men, how dare you feel exhausted? Yeah. I'm not exhausted. The military is not, like, come on. Like, we've got to stop. It's the same thing when we go like, this person's a hero, but this person's not a hero. Like, there are so many, like, ways that things can be approached. Context. It, I just... I think in all of this, and especially when I saw the news of John Mulaney, I think we are so quick to throw words around to say like, Oh, this is soft. You have yeah. to realize what those words, somebody is reading those and thinking like, Oh, well I've been exhausted by this year, but oh, I guess I, I better not say anything because that sure makes me like, I now can't talk to this person cause they've made it clear that. Yeah. I, you know, if I feel this way, I'm, I'm, being weak. You got to be careful. So just, I think as we end 2020 and look into a new year, if there's something any, all of us can do, and I'm actively always working on this because I am certainly not perfect. Let's be more mindful of how we speak to each other and the way we speak about each other. Um, because words matter. And when things are said, the impact that they have, whether you realize you have a platform or not is significant. Yeah. Yeah. I just want you to understand like when you come into the hill varsity mentions and you're yelling about players being soft and this and this and this, the person who gets to usually read them is me. And it is, um, it's a mental thing to sometimes like battle through all of that. So just be mindful of your words. You may only have one follower on Twitter, but that's why social media is what it is. You have a platform, no matter how large that platform is, use it wisely and be good to each other. Please. But with all of that said, here's what you came for. But I hope you, I hope you understand. And it, like, you know, that is our podcast. We still have right. like random things, but. We did ask you for mailbag questions and you delivered. We got a lot yeah. of really good mailbag questions. So we're just going to kind of roll through them. Um, if you are somebody who has a question in the future, you're always welcome to email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. In fact, there are a couple of people I just want to shout out that didn't even ask questions, but just emailed us. And that is Danny who she, uh, she had a, uh, she had her daughter this fall mm-hmm. um, and sent us more photos <laughs> and including a cat and a Santa hat. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but love hearing from Danny. Um, also Amy reached out to us. Um, I even heard back from Brett who we had talked to him about his daughter not mm-hmm. too long ago. So thank you to all of you who even just sent emails just to check in and say hi. Didn't necessarily have a question, but we really appreciate you reaching out as well. But I lied to you. Uh I told you what the first question was going to be. I changed my mind. Okay. The question I told you was going to be first is going to be second. Okay. The reason why is, is I feel like the person who asked this question asked it first. It was the first question we got. So we Mm. should, we should answer it first. Okay. Okay. So Sky, who is one of my favorite humans, (laughs) asked if they made a Sasha and Aaron action figures, what accessories would your action figure come with? Oh man. Now, I have to just what say- What season
1: is this coming out in? <laughs>
0: right? I will say, I had emailed him back and said, I've been thinking about this question since you asked it. And uh. I like, it's taken a lot. And it was so funny because he said, I've been pretty curious to hear the answers. So in like my case, he said, could it be a Chipotle burrito, <laughs> a Dilly bar, <laughs> a super Kung Fu grit with a super, in a super Kung Fu grip, patience for Twitter idiots. The possibilities <laughs> are endless. Yes. And so- I have mine.
1: All right. While you answer, I will think of mine.
0: Okay. I said, because this is sort of where my action figure. So, like, when we talk about, like, the action figure, this is the one that's, like, the 2020 version of Aaron action figure coming out. She may not be the same as, like, 2024 Aaron action figure. Yeah. I'm assuming those things will change. Yeah. But if you were to go to Target right now and buy my action figure off the shelf, she would probably come with a Peloton bike, a mm-hmm. Chipotle bag, and an iPhone. Yeah. Because I am on my phone a lot.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I read this the other day and I was like, I'm not going to answer until I'm put on the spot. (laughs) And then now I'm thinking, I'm like, what do I do? Um, It would be, I would have six meals with me. Yes. uh, Because I get a lot of crap because I eat. They make fun of me at the office because I eat all the time. I'm constantly eating. But eating eating. is so good. (laughs) Um, A barbell. Mm. And a crochet hook. I love it. Yeah, you gotta have food. But I gotta have a barbell too, because that's all. Like that's what I do outside yeah. of work. That's like Mine, the only thing I do.
0: I mean, ours are oddly like similar. It's like a workout thing, food, and something to like occupy ourselves yeah. with. Yours is probably more like a better long term like mental like because I gotta put piece. my
1: phone down. I haven't done it and I haven't been crocheting a whole lot <laughs> lately. But I've had I'm like busting my ass to get like some stuff done for gifts for people that they Mm. requested and so that's what I've been doing lately if I'm not at work which is all the time
0: yeah (laughs) I like I probably need to find a better balance with my phone I will say I am pretty good about like for instance when everything started on Sunday with the anger of people online about Nebraska not playing a bowl game I was like you know what I'm just gonna step away for a few hours I'm gonna just yeah, call this one for a while, like because I don't need to sit here. This is just going to destroy my mental health for the day, yeah. so I'm going to go do something else. So like I, I can put my computer and my phone away, yeah. but like usually if you see me, I probably have my phone. Yeah, in I always
1: hands. have my phone with me. I well, and I was going to say if it wasn't a crochet, a crochet hook, it's got to be headphones. Yeah, because I'm always listening to something or playing music. I Always. will
0: I will tell you all a really semi embarrassing story, but it makes um, and it kind of makes light of a really scary, terrible situation. But you know that's how we cope with things. So when we were in our accident um, a few years ago, so we were hit by a drunk driver, and they were speeding. It was it was really bad. I um, all I know is, and I won't go into all of the details. But maybe maybe one episode we'll dive into more of the details, but I'll spare you all right now. But all I know is. The car was on fire. I managed to walk out. And now, if you ever want to know my personality, I apparently, when somebody was like, yeah, you kind of like walked out of like the flames, like kind of like... Now, it's, it did not appear this way to anyone who saw me. Like, they're all horrified. But apparently, like, I told everyone that I was walking like Beyonce. So, I mean, I'm glad to know that, like, I'm always just a little a bit extra.
1: Yes, yes, Um.
0: But no, I... I had my phone gripped in my hand, so I need you to understand. We were hit like by somebody going like eighty miles an hour on a residential, probably mm-hmm. faster. Um, the car bursts into flames. I'm on fire, and I somehow walk out of this with my phone intact. My phone didn't get burned or anything. I had like the death grip on my phone, and so when it all got said and done, I was like trying. Like the like EMTs had to like take my phone away from me because I was like, I'm just gonna like text my mom really quick, and they're like. Hold up. No. Right. So uh, that is not healthy. I understand that. But <laughs> <laughs> like they all got a big kick out of it. I was just like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm good. Just give me my yes, phone. I need my phone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, that's probably something I need to talk to you about with a therapist. But, you know, all of the MTs got a big old kick out of it. Yeah. All right. Jay wants to ask a question that I cannot, I, I can't answer. This is very much just to you. <laughs> Does Sasha ever get to produce Nick Ba anymore? And he does have the Nick Ba show. He does. With Heard at Media. And he, and Jay wants to know, do you miss his wailing laugh and the use of the word magoosh? And would like to know if you have any fun behind the scenes stories from the days where you had the radio show with <laughs>
1: So producing. I the story I'll I'll share last because I've got a couple, <laughs> but my favorite one is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened in my professional <laughs> career. Oh, um, no. but I I do not Pat from the Pat and JT podcast, who is the other producer in house, actually um, takes care of next podcast. I do every once in a while, uh, while he's editing, he'll like save certain laughs. Oh. Like I call it the pterodactyl laugh. <laughs> It's ah, the really loud one. I can't do it. I'm not Nick. Um, but I do miss that. Um, I actually in daily life still say things from the show or from Chick and Nick. Um, oh, Shick and Nick. Some Matt. You- I can't ever hear Matt or Matt Shick without thinking Matt. So there's that for you guys. Um, I, do, I still say magoosh all the time. <laughs> so if that's any indication. That was my like the favorite show I think I've ever been a part of.
0: Nick is a very entertaining human. Yes. Yes, he is. He's so
1: very fun. Um, I, I'm curious about if your story. <laughs> uh, so this was, like, I interned on Chicken Nick. I was there for the last show. I I am Chicken Nuggets lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, but no. this was, like, towards the beginning, and we were going to have Robin it on the show to talk – no, Basketball season about to start, and he mm-hmm. was talking about football. And I misdialed by a number, oh. and I called someone. <laughs> this is live on the air. This isn't a rec- pre-recorded podcast, so no. it was like my face has never been more red in my life. But this guy carried on a conversation. Like he was Yes. In? Oh, no. And it was the most awkward thing. And Nick is like, um, so what'd you do last night? He goes, well, I worked the third shift. So, and we're like, what the F is going on right now? We went to break early because we were like, we, uh, we got to get out of this. And then I called the real Robin wash it. And I was like, did you hear any of that? And yeah, I got texts from the other shows on the network on 1620. And they're like, wow, like that one's not ever going to be topped because I don't, I pride myself on not <laughs> screwing up or at least That's trying not though. to.
0: And I like shout out to the like random human. that was just like, this is my moment.
1: Oh my God. Uh, well, I think the dude was so tired and had just no idea what was going on or who was calling him. <laughs> Cause I was like, Hey Robin, this is Sasha from 1620. We're about this far back from break. I'm going to put you on hold. And he's like, all right. And he kind of <laughs> sounded like Robin. So I like, didn't, I was like, okay, this, you sound weird. I don't. I, and I was like, Nick, he kind of seems off today. He's never like that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it was the most embarrassing oh, thing no. that I've ever done in in my in my radio. I career. will.
0: I will say like. This is not like many anything radio, but I have actually been fortunate to know um, Nick before he became the media darling that mm-hmm. he is. Um, interestingly enough, I actually met him for the first time. And I just wanted this. The reason I'm sharing this is because this is who he is. Like yeah. he is very much his personality, big personality all the time. Yeah. My um, one of my absolute best friends, her this is going to sound like one of the dumbest things. <laughs> her cousin is Kyle Corver. OK, so I'm just going to share this piece. This is the fun part. Her dad has two sisters. Both sisters married Corvers.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, right? So, like, they're
0: they're all from Pella, Iowa. It's, like, a small community. So, both sisters married Corver brothers. Um, So, one set is the four Corver boys, and then there's a couple of other Corvers that are also good at basketball. It's just... She always jokes that, like, her dad and that her... It's, like, because of her dad, like, her and her brother, like, didn't get the, like... They're, like, five foot four and not. Yeah. They're not... Yeah, so, like very different from the <laughs> other side of the family. Um and Kyle Corver had a golf tournament at a uh, where Shadow Ridge here in mm-hmm. Omaha and I was asked with my friend if I would come and like help vol- like volunteer some time to like help with the event make yeah. it run. And I just will never forget Nick one, because you hear his laugh before you see him. <laughs> yes, you do. And I had, like, not met him before. And all I know is, like, he was just like, well, how are you doing? And just, like, <laughs> the biggest personality in the world. So it does not surprise me that he has been successful in his yeah. life. Because he is, like just a bigger-than-life personality yes. in, he's the, best, also in like, the best way.
1: He's also one of, the, like, the nicest people. Yes. Like, he's he's funny. He is who he is. Like, who you guys hear on the podcast, on any show he's been part of, that is mm-hmm. who Nick is, like, as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, that he's just a big personality person. And he's awesome and nice and hilarious. And-,
0: and he should, honestly, if he's not listening to this podcast, Jay, I need you to go tell him that we said all of these good <laughs> things about him and that he should appreciate us because... You're welcome, Nick. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, you should listen to his uh, podcast. Also big
1: ups him. to uh believing in me. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> he he's a good human. I mean, if anybody is should be a fan of Sasha. So that's another reason <laughs> to like him. So, All right, Adam asked us for our top 3 or so favorite local businesses preferably in Lincoln. Now, I broke this into Lincoln and Omaha because living in Omaha, I have a lot of local Mm -hmm. Omaha spots I like, but I will start in Lincoln since that's what he asked. All right. I have mine written down. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So in Lincoln, I'm going to just give you three, but I need you to understand there are so many Mm. small businesses in Lincoln. Like I could go on and on and on, but I'll give you just three in Lincoln for now. Muchachos, obviously. Um, Nick Mastis, who I've been really fortunate to get to know over the last couple of years. Uh, He is somebody where I just, I wish the world of success to him. I think he's an incredible human being. He deserves it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, His food's really, really good. Um, So if you ever get a chance to order from him, if you're nearby, he does have a physical location in Lincoln. Now he does have the food truck as well, but get by, go see him. Yeah. Um, The other is a store out. So these are, these are both in college view and actually they're right next to each other. The store I really, really love is called select style. It is owned by this um, amazing woman named Megan. I have now known her for close to a decade. She's a, I believe she's a UNL graduate. Um, She just had twin boys. She's an incredible person. Her um, mom works at the store. They like are the type of place where you walk in. They know you. They know everything about you. Mm -hmm. Um, They, like for instance, when we had to postpone our wedding, um, she personally sent me a gift card to Goldenrod, which is the place next door that I was also going to mention. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just like something where I'm like, she didn't need to do that. She didn't need to go out of her way to like do this nice thing for me. But I will say, if you're somebody who wants to go to Select Style, it is a little bit of a higher price point. It's it's a store where I would say you're buying investment pieces. So like, for instance, let me give you some context. Today, even though you can't see me, I'm wearing a sweater. This sweater. I like, but I got it from Hollister
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I'm so trendy and I'm wearing Hollister these <laughs> days. Did you know that they are, did you know that they mostly gear themselves towards teens? Because I didn't until <laughs> I shot there. But anyway, I like this sweater. I'm going to just be honest with you. I can already tell like a couple of washes and this thing's probably not going to like survive. Right. So like this is a sweater that it's like probably not a long-term investment. So I'm just prefacing that select style is not somewhere where I'm like going in, like going on a massive shopping spree. But when I do need like a really good sweater or a really good pair of jeans, and I know I want that to be something that lasts a long time, Mm -hmm. that's where I go. Yeah. And they have sales all the time to be clear. Like they do um, sales all the time. Goldenrod right next door is another favorite of mine. Um, Angela, the owner of Goldenrod, she has a cookbook out. Um, They're just so like, I don't know. Everything that's there is so good. Mm -hmm. It's, um, all like gluten, gluten gluten-free vegan. Like it's something that like you can take somebody in there and you know, like they're going to be totally fine to eat whatever's in there, but it's also such a warm and inviting place. I love it. If you're going to come up to Omaha, the three places, oh my gosh, this list could go on. I have so many, but Block 16 is the GOAT. Like Block 16, if you haven't had Block 16, please change that immediately. If there is one business, aside from muchachos, that has adapted to COVID-19 and how to work around this, it is Block 16. Like they have like this has been incredibly difficult for them and they are like still busier than heck. Like mm-hmm. I've had nights where I'm like, I really want to order block 16, but it's like the weight is going to be astronomical because thankfully everyone wants to support them. They're awesome. Um, sweet Magnolias is a bake shop owned by the incredible cat Tally. She is, Please understand that this is a term of endearment. I need you all to understand this. She is one badass bitch. <laughs> like, she is, like, she is who I want to grow up to be, and she's younger than me. Like, yeah. she is really freaking good at what she does. Really freaking good at what she does. But she's also just one really, really, really cool person. Yeah. Um. She doesn't, like, apologize for her political viewpoints either, Mm -hmm. which she donates to Planned Parenthood and does all this stuff. And some people will write reviews and be like, ah, I hate this. And she's like, don't care. Right. And I got to give her credit, like stand strong for what you believe in. And hopefully your business follows. And I I would say she does a phenomenal job. The other one is, is kind of a, my friend owns this. I, 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 well, to be honest, I feel like all of these owners are my friends, (laughs) whether they realize it or not. Um, but my friend Nick and, um, Brandon, started hutch in omaha it's a furniture store they also have made in omaha which is like they sell um omaha made goods which Mm -hmm. obviously made in omaha um but they're awesome they are some of the nicest people they have basically furnished my house and done so when like they know my budget so like when there's sales and stuff like we work together yeah they're just really good people they're like you're going to get a different experience than like if you go to say like Nebraska Furniture Mart, which there's nothing wrong with Nebraska Furniture Mart that, that like I have bought plenty of furniture and items there too. I'm just yeah. saying like, this is very much a customized experience where you're getting somebody who's going to like come and look at what you have and like figure out how to make what you have work with what maybe they have. Yeah. And then the made in Omaha thing is just cool because it, it supports all of these local yeah. Omaha businesses.
1: That's awesome.
0: So that is all a long way of me saying like, I really love, lo- I love local Businesses, I yeah. really do. I yeah. if you are somebody, um, oh, I'd be remiss. I have to say this one. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Dundee's Place. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on like seventy second and Maple. Please, if you have never been there and you live in Omaha, please try Dundee's Place. It is owned by my neighbor. Mm-hmm. They are doing their best. So I just need to tell you what they have gone through this year. Yeah. So with everything COVID related, that is one thing. And yep. they are a place that they're kind of known like as a little bit of a dive bar.
1: Yeah. Um. But their food is amazing. The food
0: is so good. The waffle fries are particularly amazing. The wings are also very good. Um, But they're used to like having their regular customers in all the time. And this has really challenged that. But on top of it, the city of Omaha decided let's completely blow up Maple Street. So like for the longest time, they barely had a parking lot. They didn't have like, they didn't have a way into their front door. There was a period of time people had to go through the fire escape to get in. Like, they have been, and here's the thing: every single time I talk to them, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sorry you're having to go through this." They're like, "Oh, it's okay." Yeah. They're so like understanding and yeah. nice about it. They're like, they, "Oh, th-
1: they've th- adapted so well yes. to every single piece of adversity that's been thrown at them." I have several friends that work there. My old roommate works there, and oh, like
0: <laughs> small world,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I,
0: they're just the nicest people, and like the the funniest thing about when I said one time and I was like trying to like commiserate, I'm like, Oh, let me be like, I understand. Like this has to be so hard. They're like, actually the like construction crew is like really, really nice. And yeah. I was like, you're just too nice. Like I yeah. can't even like bitch about this situation for yeah. you. Cause you're like totally understanding. But yeah, that's another place where if you've never given it a try, they don't do, um, like delivery services and stuff. So like, you'll have to like, you can order for pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, also, though, if you do go, please order the Crab Rangoon or the Buffalo Chicken Crab Rangoon. Yeah. Trust me. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Mm -hmm. So I will stop before I keep going because, like I said, (laughs) like I will just start going like all over Nebraska at this point.
1: Um, For Lincoln, I used to live in Lincoln. And so like where I lived downtown, so I didn't really venture out then. That was also like 12 years ago. (laughs) Um, And I don't go to Lincoln frequently enough to have a super solid list. Obviously, Yaya's is a favorite place of mine. Um, I like their pizza, but, you know, that's I, that's where I went any single time I went to a show down there mm-hmm. if I was going to a concert. Um, oh, the beer list is really great. Yes, yes, it really is. Duffy's. Uh, that's the first time I ever did stand-up was at Duffy's. Oh, nice. I love, um, it's a dive bar. I'm a huge dive bar person. No one knows what I look like, but if you saw me, you'd understand <laughs> why. <laughs> I, fit the, I fit the stereotypical oh, look no. of people that no. like dive bars. <laughs> um, and I can't think of the little venue. That's what I was trying to look up over here. There's a smaller venue. It's not the bourbon. It's like down the street the other way and you know what I don't think it's even open anymore mm. never mind it was a smaller venue where like more local um, mm. bands would go and play I think it actually burned down now that oh, i think no. about it oh it did i it's know it's not you're talking knickerbockers about. but it was close to knickerbockers i know what you're
0: talking about they actually i i went to a couple of concerts there yeah. um i they're like rebuilding now it's like apartments or something that yeah. looks inc- it looks insane it actually like every time i see the building because it sat like that lot sat vacant for so long mm-hmm. and every time i see it it reminds me of like madison because it's kind of like the building yeah. structure kind of reminds me of what i've seen there but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think like of a, the name of it. Someone either.
1: write in to Hel- or What is the name of the podcast? Mind your own podcast. Br- at L- R- C- you're, at you're just reversing it. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Um, so those would be my only three. And like I said, I haven't been to Lincoln. And when I do have been to Lincoln, I'm legit just going to the game and then I'm leaving. I don't. Hang so out your small Lincoln. business you like is the stadium.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a very small business. Don't know if you've heard
1: of Memorial Stadium, but check it out. Check it out if you haven't. In 2021. Um, (laughs) uh, For Omaha, Corner Kick is my favorite taco joint in Omaha. Um, They have a location in Millard, but they just opened one on West Maple, I believe. Mm. Um, They have awesome street tacos. I love their nachos. When my husband and I were going to, it's really close to our house And it used to be a bar that we always went to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have sentimental value there, but the food is actually really good. Um, And the owners are super awesome. They're the nicest people ever. They did just trying to figure out ways to get people out of their houses Mm -hmm. um, over the summer. They did a drive-in theater on the side of the building and brought people's food out to them. Um, They're awesome. I really appreciate
0: when people do that because, like, the tiny house bar – did something Mm -hmm. similar over the fall they did an outdoor like movie night and they were they're they're they don't have food but they were encouraging people to order from the local places like near them and Mm -hmm. then they would bring you your drinks
1: i know the owners of that place too. (laughs) they're awesome um i was gonna say tiny house i haven't been there yet um i know the owners though and they're amazing people um and i really 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 want to go in that dome The dome. Mm -hmm. Yes. They have an outdoor dome where they'll bring you your drinks and like you're away from everybody else. Yeah. It's super awesome. You can rent it out and.
0: I have to just say really quick for them not to make this all about me, but (laughs) I just think that this is important for context, why these small businesses are so like cool, Mm -hmm. but also why it's important to support them. Yeah. After we postponed our wedding, like I was all up in my feelings and I was, they, they had at that time were doing like deliveries. Yeah. Um, but they had ended deliveries for that night and I messaged the tiny bar account, which is like, is there any way, like, even if we come get them that I could get something? And, um, one of the, uh, one of the women that was working at the time, she manages, uh, the the tiny bar, Mm -hmm. she messaged me back and just goes, Oh, (laughs) I will be there so (laughs) soon. Like she just like came probably within like 30 minutes and like brought like, um, basically the signature cocktails that we were going to have, like she mm-hmm. brought what would have like recreated those. I'm going to cry. It was yeah, so nice. Like it was, awesome. it was the nicest thing. Obviously I paid her for it. I didn't like expect her to just bring me stuff and not pay, but it was like the fact that she went so far out of her way to deliver this. And I mean, like I will just never, she's like bringing the box up and it like things have spilled. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, No. Right. So even have
1: one with me. Right. Like
0: this is the thing about local businesses is like they care. They care.
1: Yeah. They do. I I I love um there I I could go on and on in Omaha, like I've been in Omaha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yoshitomo is another one. If you like bomb sushi, go there. If you have not been there yet, it is not like any other sushi that you've had in Omaha. Nope. I guarantee you. It's so good. And you won't go to any other place after this. I promise you. It's so good. And I I also know the owner there. there. And my old roommate also works there. But one of my old friends is married to the owner, Dave. And Dave is a badass. Mm -hmm. Like he, at the beginning of this pandemic, like was just trying to fit. He didn't. Yes, he cared about keeping the business going. But he was more concerned about his employees and how he would retain his staff. Mm-hmm. like that was his first and foremost they figured it out obviously and, and they're doing they're doing just fine uh or at least okay you know but um the food is awesome the people are awesome please check out Yoshitomo if you haven't I have to shout out my girl Holly at Holly's Healthy mm-hmm. Holes um I am I need. I've never had oh a but God. I really
0: want to and like I saw so your good. photos the other day and like I'm I'm so, so jealous like I really want to try it <laughs>
1: do it they do um i don't know if she's still running the special but uh, typically she'll do they'll do free delivery in omaha inside of omaha mm-hmm. um, you, there's also several affiliate locations in omaha um, i know stir coffee bar is one of them mm-hmm. dripped and draped i also believe um oh, i love there's her so donuts great. there yeah um they,
0: so funny i love dripped and draped And yeah. see this is the this is the like good problem for holly yeah when I went, they were already sold out for the day. So I just want to be clear. Like I have been places where I'm like, I know they sell them, but like literally it's like chasing like (laughs) a rabbit because like there's everywhere I go that I'm like, Oh, this person sells it is usually already sold out by the time I get there.
1: So it's a normal size donut, Mm -hmm. but the reason I love them, so I won't get too deep into the nutrition side of stuff on this podcast, but, um, I, I track my macros. And so she has all of that information already calculated Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't feel guilty about anything I eat, but I feel even better because I know that what she makes she cares about these donuts guys. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get they emotional because I know her. She's a fantastic human being, but the amount of care that she puts into making these donuts like is inspiring to me. Like she gives a shit and she's using whole real ingredients that you can pronounce and you know what they are. They actually taste good. It's a protein donut guys. What do you think of when you think of protein donuts? They probably taste like crap, but these are actually really good. They're moist and and awesome, and and Holly's an awesome person. And then I do have one more, so I have four. Uh, Revival and Benson is like a consignment shop, um, but they also have a lot of locally um, handmade items Mm -hmm. um, and... And I love everything that they've got in there. So honestly,
0: Benson is great. Like Benson. So when we're talking about Dundee's place, it's a little out of Benson, but it's honestly just like down the street. So Mm -hmm. like, if you're ever looking to support a lot of these businesses, and like my fiance and I do this quite a bit, like we'll go over into Benson and get um, Taco Co., which Taco Co. is awesome. Yeah. Um, We've got we we love Bear Chin, especially the Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I I that hot chicken sandwich is the best uh, mm. as somebody who is like consistently waiting to get back to Nashville in my life. Like it is yeah. a good substitute for what I'm like constantly craving. Um, but like we'll stop at infusion, um, and get a couple of yeah, six packs. Infusion's also
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: Fill up our growler. Um, same thing like with, uh, Kathmandu Mo- momo station, mm. like we'll go get the frozen momos over in Blackstone. Um, I love meatball. I know like I actually, I know like, so here's the cool thing about meatball. When they first came out, like they received some feedback and they went and changed. And I, like, like, I love restaurants that continue to adapt with feedback and with other people. I think it's better as a result, but I mean like all of these places are trying so hard to survive and I'm afraid that we're going to lose some of these along the way. Like Bearchin shared virtuosa Pizzeria which yes. that's amazing. Oh they actually gosh. added a second window so just good. to like help in, This is the stuff where, like, I'm always constantly noticing this. And then... So cops pizza is also really good. Mm -hmm. Um, but cops recently posted on social media about like how, you know, they've been really fortunate through this, that like their business is honestly booming. They've done better business than ever. It's really easy to take pizza to go. So like it's, it's done really well, but they feel like they want to help other local businesses. So they've asked like, how can we help? What can we do? They've suggested maybe they'll buy gift cards and give them away to other places on their own pages. They'll shout out other pages. In fact, as I'm saying this, I'm going to tag all of the businesses that we're mentioning, yeah. and here's what I would I wrote ask. them all
1: down <laughs> so that yes. we could do that.
0: Please also, when we tweet this out, respond with some of your favorite businesses. And yeah. I want to be clear: doesn't have to be local to Omaha and Lincoln. Wherever no. you live, let us know what you support. Let's tag these places, and let's especially as we get into these next couple of weeks with the holidays. Mm-hmm. But into 2021, yes, we are going to lose so many of our favorite we places, already have. and we already have. So. When you, when you think about, like, how hard it was to lose a place like the Grey Plume because maybe mm-hmm. it was your favorite restaurant, it was your anniversary spot, like, let's not, like, allow this to happen with everything. Mm-hmm. As much as we can, let's keep supporting. So we're missing so many. We could spend an entire podcast we on could. just this. And I I understand we can't. So please just keep, let's have this, conver- let's keep this conversation going yes. in the next. And I, I, I don't, no, I did say who this that was from. So cool. The same person, so Adam was the one who asked that. The same person also asked about podcasts. Mm. Okay? So he wants our top three or so favorite podcasts. Okay. Huskers and Politics Excluded, which- come on, Adam, I actually had a good podcast one for you. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, uh, a politics one. Um, but he said he can only absorb so much Husker content and needs a break from listening to people talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, Until you listen to our podcast. Right. Um, dun, dun, dun. So my answer is this. I wrote this down. For regular listening, if you are looking for three regular listening, easy to listen to podcasts, my recommendation would be Reply All, This American Life, Radio Lab. They're all storytelling in different ways. Radio Lab looks into the science of things. It looks into like why things work the way they do. Um, I love it. This American Life just tells stories. Like yeah. it is just telling stories. And Reply All um, is, again, telling really cool stories. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a series that is limited, I think it's like 10 episodes. So it's like a one-time listen And trust me, Adam, if you are not a Dolly Parton fan, I'm going to tell you it does not matter. I don't care if (laughs) any of you are Dolly Parton fans. You have to listen to Dolly Parton's America. Mm -hmm. You have to listen to it. It's so good. It's 10 episodes about the history of Dolly Parton, but it goes well beyond that. It goes into a lot of pieces around the world of Dolly and kind of what she's created, but also Dollywood. um, Just trust me. It's fantastic listening and i'll tell you why in a second too if you're willing to dive into a little bit of politics that's not really like recent politics and especially because it's all episodes are fairly not old but older at this point yeah radio lab put out a secondary podcast a few years ago called more perfect it's an inside look at the supreme court over history it's fascinating Mm -hmm. they look at particular cases they look at how the supreme court came to be it's really really good here's A common thread though, Radio Lab, More Perfect and Dolly Parton's America are all hosted by a man named Jad Abumrad. He's incredible. There's a reason his podcasts are so good because he's just like made for this. So again, please do yourself a favor, (laughs) everyone and listen to Dolly Parton's America. It's so good. But again, More Perfect is great. And then the three that I would just say add them to your list at any time is Reply All, This American Life, and Radio Lab.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna shamelessly plug my other podcast. Oh, um, I it- kind of figured, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I
0: didn't, I didn't include it.
1: <laughs> we don't um, just talk fitness and nutrition. We do talk a lot about balance and just healthy habits and not being a dick. It um, <laughs> <laughs> was our last episode. Uh, Meathead Test Kitchen is uh, I co-host with my friend Sadie. And we have a lot of fun with it. And I mean, that's, I talk about fitness and nutrition all the time. And so mm-hmm. it would just natural to do that. Aside from that. It's a good podcast. Um, you I guys really, are a lot of fun. We swear a lot. So if swearing isn't for you, check it out anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like true crime a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I like the way that the, actually the Dateline podcast is presented. Ooh, interesting. Um it's the same stories that they're doing, but it's just the podcast version of it. Um, I really enjoy that. My favorite murder, obviously, Criminal, are both um, really good podcasts. Um, uh, also, if you going back to supporting local, if you want to hear more about local restaurants uh, in a podcast version, Dan Hoppen does Restaurant Hoppin, mm-hmm. and he does a great job um, bringing people uh, local restaurants in to talk to them about various topics, but just anything that they have coming up on the menu and stuff like that. Um, I think that's all I wrote down. Obviously honestly.
0: you can you, you said to exclude um all Husker podcasts, which is fine. But you can also listen to any of ours for uh,
1: uh, on the Hill varsity, varsity when you're podcast feeling up Network. to it.
0: Yeah. I you know, I, I get into stuff like stuff you missed in history class. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good podcast. I, I would say like, you know, And I'll recommend this one as well. It's only on Spotify. So if you're somebody who listens elsewhere, you can only get on Spotify. But Michelle Obama's podcast Mm -hmm. is really fantastic. Um, Her first episode is with her husband. um, You know, a guy named Barack Obama, just, you know, casually the former president of the United States. But, like, the conversations that they get into are really, really good. But that's not – that episode is, like, just kicks things off. The whole thing is really good. And I I promise you they really don't – she doesn't talk politics, really. Like, I mean – Yes, like things always will venture. I think that's the thing that you're maybe asking. is not so much like you don't you just don't want like you don't want me to recommend like Pod Save America where all they're doing is talking about politics. Right. So nothing that we recommended will get you, you know, will not be that.
1: No. Not okay. At all.
0: Yuri said he's looking forward to a new year and hopefully getting back to normal and would like to know what our top three to five and he said, Yeah, I guess you could call it a bucket list, trips you would like to take. Um, for in some,
1: 2021 or after the pandemic is
0: not, I think he means over. like 2021, but we're probably going to have to kind of look like mm, after yeah. the pandemic okay. is over, but still I'd like to take my honeymoon at some point. Mm. I mean, obviously I need to get married, but like, like to take my honeymoon. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go to Ireland if that trip happens. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to, um, I know Bill Moose has said Nebraska would like to, but you know, yeah. if it does. And then honestly, I just would like to take a trip to like. I'd like to just go to the store like without like feeling like I just want to like I would like to take a trip to Target and just walk around. Yeah. Like I know that sounds like kind of a lame ass answer, but I really mean it. I would like to just walk into a store and not feel like it is like some like 1990s Nickelodeon game show where I have to get in and out as fast as humanly possible with touching. You better have
1: your damn list. Right. Without
0: (laughs) touching as touch nothing except for the stuff you need. Like I want to just browse. Yeah. I just want to browse. Although I did tell Kyle I'd like to go to New York City, so maybe we could throw that on the list. But like Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to like browse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um so we started talking about this last night, Brian and I did. I think the first thing we're doing in 2021 is taking a trip to a secluded cabin mm. in Colorado. That's smart. And it has a hot tub and a fire pit and Telling just chilling. It's, it's not me. at home and it is away. It's yeah. just away. Um, so that is probably number one on my list. I want to take my Mexico trip that was planned last year. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be a third? Hmm. I wouldn't. Actually, We I have talked a, quite a lot about going to Switzerland. I wouldn't Ooh. mind going to Switzerland when it's snowy and, and pretty. That would be nice.
0: I think like, and I didn't include this, but I guess like one, I would like to be able to travel like normal. I want to go
1: out to a restaurant. Gosh, that's got to be on my list. Again, it's like just
0: going somewhere (laughs) and just like, I just want to sit somewhere. Gorge
1: my, like stuff my face full of good food. Yeah, and just like- In a restaurant.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just want to do like normal things. Like I think about like, I really want to like travel for football again. But like normally where I'm not like, basically like my experience at Iowa City was like great and fine, but it was pretty much like a game- pick up food hotel. And like, that was it. I would like to have it be a little bit more normal. Yes. So he did ask a question. That's I assume toward me, he wanted to know how I'm handling the new Taylor Swift album. Oh yeah. I haven't
1: listened to it. So so that's all you,
0: I will keep this pretty basic. If you're somebody who's like, what's going on with Taylor Swift these days? Well, she released her first album called folklore in July and then a follow-up album, the sister album, if you will, called evermore in December. And, um, it's definitely a departure from uh, previous sound although I would say evermore probably has a little bit more of I would say her pop um, kind of like even a little bit of country yeah she kind of calls back to that but she she worked with um, Aaron Desner of the national um, the Nationals he produced evermore he produced most of folklore alongside Jack Antonoff of bleachers um, she worked with Bonavir. Um on these, on these two albums, she has like Marcus Mumford sings on a song on this. So she definitely goes a diff more. I'd say, I don't want to say like, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a folky route. Um, but it's still very much her. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say this is, this is how I would say I'm handling it. I have loved Taylor Swift since I was in high school because that's when she came out. Taylor Swift is two years younger than me. So it has always felt like her music has sort of matched well with the things that are going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the music she was making when I was in high school was very, very youthful. It very much matched who I was at 17 years old. It, very, it was very poppy and bubbly and like hanging out with your friends and loving, like having crushes on boys. Like that, that was very much who I was at that point. So it felt like, and it's weird, her music has sort of just evolved at the same pace I have in my life. So like by the time 1989 came out, when I was in my mid twenties, it kind of was this like point of like, we're a bunch of like unmarried women, like having the best time of our lives with all of our friends and our girl squads and like blah, 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 blah. Like it just felt like it matched where I was in my life. Now I will be perfectly honest with you, Yuri, and this is more than you're probably asking (laughs) for. Um, I had a bit of a uh, falling out with Taylor for a couple of years after Reputation, there are some good songs on that album. I was very disappointed in her as a fan. I really didn't, I really, I, I, I lost respect at the time. It was right around the 2016 election. She was incredibly quiet. And here's the thing. It wasn't even just about like who she was voting for, for president, but she had white supremacists literally saying she supports us. And she never said anything about it at the time. And that kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I'm not a fan of that. It's not cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And here's why. I understand, like, when Michael Jordan in the 90s made the comment where he's like, well, Republicans buy shoes too. When you have a group of white supremacists who are like, she's literally like, she stands for what we believe in. Do you really need their money? Right. Do you really need that? And I don't know if that was so much her, like, doing when if you've ever had the chance, if you ever want to, I don't think you have to be a Taylor fan. You definitely would appreciate it more. But her, her documentary on Netflix that came out like a year or so ago, I think you start to see how much of that was being controlled by her label and the people around her who were kind of gaslighting in her gaslighting her into believing that like, if you post about this stuff, it will make you unsafe. People will come wanting to attack you. And she clearly after some time realized like, y'all are like, this isn't what I, this isn't how I want to live. Yeah. So she has shed those chains. She's no longer with her old label. It seems like she has changed some representation. She has a really badass PR woman who I think is like absolutely in her corner. Her mom is definitely a big supporter of hers and she's become more vocal. And you know what? She's probably lost some sales because of it. And I just don't think she cares, but she feels now like I I don't like it when people go, well, it's too little, too late. It's never too late for people to change and to um, find their voices and to be who they are meant to be. So I do not fault her for it. We just had a bit of a falling out. But now that, like, she's releasing the music she does, it feels, again, like she's at a place in her life that's very similar to where I'm at in mine. Yeah. So, like, when I listen to these albums, I don't know. It just gives me, like, such a, like, a feeling of, like, comfort because it's, like... Taylor's where I'm at. I don't know. So that's how I'm handling the new albums. But he did mention Marjorie. And I'm going to just, for those of you who have anyone in your life who has lost a grandparent or lost someone close to you, um, or if you know anyone who's going through like a breakup, a divorce or anything, like I would really recommend they do not listen to these albums right now. There are a lot of songs on these albums that will trigger about every possible bad emotion you could imagine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just fair warning. Fair warning: if you are if you have recently lost somebody, I would recommend steering clear of Marjorie for a while. I have not recently lost somebody, and I can't listen to that song without starting to cry. So, just fair warning. That's how I've handled (laughs) it. All right, this is the last question, and this is the longest mailbag ever. I understand, or longest episode, but I do appreciate everyone who's still listening because I know you're here we are not using this person's real name. He asked us not to. So we're going to call him Bob and I'm not going to read you his full story. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, a gist. Um, he's asking for the, so the question is at the end, but there is some context to the story. He was listening to our podcast at first and had to take a break as he was going through a pretty tough time. Um, he was separated from his wife. He's ultimately now going through the divorce process, which I'm so sorry to you, like to all of you in your family. It's, it's things like this are challenging and difficult, even if like maybe in the end it's for the best, which I'm not telling you what is or isn't, but I'm just saying like shit's hard. Yep. I will say one thing that he added was that when he started listening to our podcast, he has not always agreed with everything we've said, but has also felt like we've opened a conversation and a dialogue in his mind. And I'm like, thank you Bob for feeling that way. Cause that is hundred percent what we're here for. Like we're mm-hmm. not here to have everyone agree with us always, but that makes me happy that you feel that way and that you're willing to take the time to send this email. So as he's been working through this, he has been battling anxiety, depression. Um, honestly, kind of going back to what we talked about at the top of the episode, even some addiction. Um, he finally s- sought help and feels he's in a better place or working toward a better place as a result of it, has been reading books to really help process. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, shit's hard. I'm sure it will continue to be hard, but it sounds like he's starting to work toward finding peace in what has um, been a really shitty time. Um, But this is where the question is. The one problem that still scares the crap out of me and the item I would love your opinions on. And now he prefaced, he's not asking for our parenting advice. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you, Bob. I couldn't give you parenting <laughs> advice because I don't have kids. Um, but he's going to be sharing his daughter 50-50 custody. Um, and he, this is very nice of you. He said he feels like we're both incredibly strong and independent women. And I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, And he hopes that he can raise his daughter the same way. I know his wife will do the same and that she is teaching her to do that or his soon-to-be ex-wife. Um, he knows that he has um, his, mo- his mother and sister in his life who will do the same. However, he is scared to raise her on his time alone. I would not ask for how, again, how you would raise my daughter, but do you have any tips about how to connect with her regarding keeping her innocence while finding herself? I want to listen and learn who she wants to become while still being her father. I am not sure how to ask what I would really like, but hope to continue to learn from you and for reference point I will just share this about myself really quick I am a daughter of divorced parents um my parents were divorced when I was nine months old mm-hmm. so I've never lived in a world where my parents were married at least in my memory mm-hmm. um so I I understand where you're coming from and I will just start right here and then I'm gonna pass it to you, Sasha because I know you have a lot of things that you were thinking about too. But Bob, the fact that you're even asking this question gives me so much hope already. The fact that you're thinking about this tells me you're going to be all right because half the battle is just being willing to say, I'm scared and I'm nervous. I'm going to mess this up somehow. The fact that you're thinking these things, you're already light years ahead Yeah, because there are a lot of people who don't think this way. And I, I commend
1: you it's selfless yes to ask uh, a question like this I think because it's it's really easy and I'm not trying to step on you Aaron but I think it's really easy sometimes to when you're going through something like this focus on you and how you feel and the fact that mm-hmm. you're you posed it this way I think that was my feeling too that was my first initial takeaway was like wow Like the fact that you're actually writing, taking the time to Mm -hmm. write us an email when you're going through something difficult because the first person you're thinking about is your daughter Mm -hmm. is amazing. And you know,
0: I will say, and I I have to be very careful here because I love my dad. And I would say I have a much stronger and better relationship with my dad as an adult than I maybe did growing up. And I think some of that was, (sighs) I think some of that was just proximity. He moved away when I was, you know, eight or nine. He lived in Florida most of my life. Um, I think he tried, but I also think I was not always, it kind of was like the out of sight, out of mind. He has three other kids with my stepmom, so I think I sometimes was like kind of forgotten a little bit. Um, But I I would say, Bob, when my relationship with my dad really shifted, was when he, when it really felt like he started to just accept me. And I don't know, I don't want to say again, I don't want to say he didn't accept me, but when I truly felt and understood that he accepted me for who I am, no, no issue, no strings attached, no, no, nothing else. And honestly, all I've ever wanted, and I know this about my mom, my mom, my mom is like, my mom is so immensely proud of me all the time. Like I posted a TikTok and she's like texting me within like two <laughs> minutes to be like, I really like that. Like my mom is like the ultimate hype woman. Like yeah. I, I can do no wrong to my mom. My mom loves me to the, to the ends of the earth. Like I am so aware of the way that my mom feels about me. I think it took me really understanding how proud my dad was of me because I think that was what I was maybe lacking. So I think, and again, I don't think it's because he loved me any less. I don't mm-hmm. think he, I don't, I just don't think sometimes, especially when I was younger, this was not really how you like talk to your kids, I guess. Yeah. So my thing is, is like the fact that you're asking is already, but is already one thing. But I think just a small thing, it's just always like knowing that you're going to love her and that you're so proud of her and that you're going to be there, whether you agree with decisions or not, through all of it is what is going to build this strong young woman that you are hoping for. Just knowing you have people in your corner goes so far.
1: Yeah. It's incredible. I think that that's like the most important part, like the key takeaway there. Um, my parents got divorced when I was six, I think. Um, and my situation was a little, quite a bit different. Um, I think that Aaron's saying, you know, just being there, supporting, just honestly, just being there, mm-hmm. being an ear, being a shoulder, being a father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how to do this. You clearly know how to do this. See, that's not what you were asking us, but just being there and being a presence in her life in a positive one and in a positive manner. I mean, that's, that's, when I was growing up, my dad, wasn't around. And it wasn't because he didn't care. And it wasn't because he didn't give a shit. It's because he didn't know how to be a dad. Mm -hmm. He didn't know. He just didn't know. And I had to, in order to be close with him, accept that about him. Um, It was really hard for me because I didn't understand it for a really long time. Um, But I think just being there and being a presence and, and being that strong father figure in her corner and someone that she can trust and turn to, that's key for any parental relationship is trust mm-hmm. and you're going to raise a strong confident badass daughter just by being that presence in her life
0: and I think when you know to that like that trust goes both ways mm-hmm. so I'm gonna Bob I'm not telling you how to parent your daughter <laughs> but I just want to say something that always drives me a little bit crazy I really get tired. And I'm not saying you didn't do this. I want to be very clear. Bob did broad, not do this in broad his email. Statement,
1: broad statement. This is
0: just a broad statement of things I hear other men sometimes say where they mm-hmm. go, my daughter is not going to date anyone until she's 30 or 35. Oh, mm-hmm. She's never going to date anyone. Or, oh, you got to, I'm going to have a shotgun ready when. Yeah. The, Don't just don't do that kind of stuff because here's the thing when we talk about that trust that trust is like also trusting her to know and she's gonna like we all mess up like I'm gonna tell you like I've messed up like I've made stupid choices um my mom didn't like treat bad decisions as this like it's okay but I knew she was still going to love me Mm -hmm. unconditionally despite you
1: weren't scared to make a mistake.
0: No, yeah. I I knew that if I messed up, she would be disappointed, mm-hmm. and that would be shitty because that's like the worst feeling in the world when you're yeah. somebody's disappointed in you. But I never felt like she was going to like I just didn't disown you or right. something. Yeah, and that's the thing I would say where my relationship has become better with my dad mm-hmm. is like knowing in recent years that like I can kind of be just very forthcoming with him and just yep. kind of tell him. And I I can tell for the record, I can tell when things I'm telling him make him uncomfortable or he's like, Ooh, I don't really agree with that. But you know what? He smiles through it and is like proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I think we've come to an understanding that like he and I are not the same people, but there are things about us that are the same. I mm-hmm. look a lot like him. I'm very stubborn. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, there's a, there's a point of agreement and just an honest, like a a trust now where it's like, I don't have to, like, I I would say I grew up with him feeling like I couldn't be my full authentic self because if I was, he would be disappointed in some of those things. I don't feel that way now. Some of that is because I'm an adult and I'm Mm -hmm. like, if you don't like it too Mm -hmm, bad. Um, but I'd also say, because there has been growth in our relationship and this is something that you can do now is just allowing your daughter to be her true authentic self and there might be times, like I'm saying, it's going to be really
1: hard. because You're, like you're gonna grinding be grinding like, your teeth. Like, what are you doing? Oh my, you're going <laughs> to be like,
0: I just, mm, mm-mm. but you know what? Allowing that trust to continue building where it's like, I'm not going to love every decision you make. Not everything's going to be perfect, but I'm going to love you and support you and trust you through it. Yeah. And I'm going to be here through it all.
1: Even when you screw up.
0: Even when you screw up, you're going to find a very, very strong and confident daughter. And you're also going to find a young woman who is going to be... Who's
1: confident in herself and in her own choices. Yes. Because you trusted her enough to let her make those choices. Mm -hmm.
0: She's going to grow up knowing that she does not need to take shit from no one. She's going to grow up knowing what her worth is because you have instilled it in her that she is, her worth is not, I think sometimes with like because I hate this I hate this when people go like ah oh, she's obviously from divorced parents because she has daddy issues and stuff mm-hmm. like no 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 people have their things that have yes their parents create things that like trigger stuff in their lives I get it but like women are allowed to be complex and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with their dads yes like yeah. so I think like also just understanding like she like you are building a, a strong young woman th- through that trust and She's going to, she's going to question her worth at times, but I'm going to tell you something, you know, who else does boys. Yeah. They're all, all kids are, they're questioning their place in the world. So we just don't need to treat those differently. I will say, I will say this, like speaking of the alone time that you're worried about, like also don't worry about that because you may be feeling really overwhelmed by that, but mm-hmm. you are probably going to end up creating some of her most like cherished time is right. that alone time. And it might feel daunting that like 50% of this time is yours to figure out like how do I do this? Yeah. But it sounds like for as shitty as everything else going on around you, it sounds like you all are under like you all like, and this is the incredible part. It and I'm I'm totally projecting, but I'm projecting based on what you said. It sounds like you're all in the same boat. You're not you're not in different boats like trying to like anchor to you're you're all in the same boat trying to co-parent together. And I think as long as you are communicating your concerns, your questions, everything with one another, as long as you are able to continue having this is gonna this is gonna sound obvious. And I'm not saying that you wouldn't do this, but also showing her mother the respect and care and love even though this is super shitty and hard and hard will go a long way too i think
1: because seeing that as a kid that your parents get along regardless like despite the fact that maybe they you know they got they get along despite the fact that they don't get along you know what i mean when i'm saying like
0: yeah and in respecting yeah. her mother
1: yeah goes a long way and it teaches her mm-hmm. that just uh, that's also a, a value thing that you're t- that you're showing her by mm-hmm. by that respect, the mutual respect.
0: So when we talk about that time you're by yourself with her, just again, like what we've talked about before, be aware of the way you say things, but don't overthink it. Just yeah. lead with love, lead with trust. You sound like a,
1: a phenomenal father, honestly. Yeah. Like, the you're, f- you're going to be all right,
0: <laughs> I I'm, promise. I really hope, I really hope, Bob and I like calling you Bob, (laughs) I hope you keep reaching out. I'd like to hear, I would like to hear more from you in the future, just through it. Like you don't owe us anything, but I'd love to hear how you're doing. Not, not necessarily to even put on this podcast. I would just like to know how you're doing. Yeah. You
1: sound like you're, you're taking the steps to take care of yourself and take care of what you need to. mm -hmm. And I'm honestly really thankful that you wrote in and felt comfortable enough with us sharing, sharing your story with us. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but uh, like allowing us to expand on those thoughts through the podcast. Like that's really something.
0: And I, I have to say really quick as we wrap up this very long episode, but you know, you have two weeks to listen to it. So if you had to break it into two, totally fine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy mm-hmm. Happy holiday holidays. holidays. <laughs> um, I, I, I just want to say, to so many of you since we started this podcast i didn't know where we would find i didn't know where this space belonged i didn't know if anyone would want to listen to it i i you know to to kind of marry the world of sports which we we this is not new we did not do this but i'm saying like to to bring this to to bring a conversation around sports and not sports Mm -hmm. and the politics and the human levels of things around it I I didn't know what people would think I keep like holding my breath for like the like really bad like like, when am I gonna
1: make someone angry (laughs) yeah I
0: keep waiting for like the apple podcast but you know I I get we get those emails from Bob where he's like yeah I don't always agree with you but like I I feel like I've like opened my mind to a different discussion I'm like okay that is what I want But I have to say too, so many of you over the last few months have spent time writing us not only like emails, but long emails. You've shared Mm -hmm. photos, you've shared stories, you have shared um, personal details about your lives. You have welcomed us into your life in a way that like... I feel like it's pretty special. So I need you to understand how much that means to me. When we, when I log into that email account and I see a new email and I see you all apologize, by the way, you all apologize. (laughs) You're like, I'm so sorry for the length of this email. Please don't.
1: No, I love read the whole thing. Every,
0: every, every word that you share. So thank you for sharing. Please continue to share. I just like I'm overwhelmed a lot of the time that like this even exists and that you all are
1: willing to give us the space. So thank you. Like seriously, thank you. I, I, I don't know that either one of us really knew what to expect out of this because we had our, uh, an idea of what the direction that we wanted to take it. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's a really, it's really evolved into this like beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful that people listen and, and, and do take the time to give us feedback. Cause it's not always, you know, sharing stories, but giving us feedback. And I, I appreciate the fact that there's mutual respect, even if we don't fully agree on everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's a really good feeling and it makes me feel like I'm doing something right.
0: A hundred percent. So please know how much you mean to us. And if you want to do something that would mean a lot to us, please go leave a uh, review or a rating on um, Apple Podcasts. I know, uh, I believe it was Yuri. I believe he said, like, I I listen on TuneIn. So he's like, I don't know how to leave a review there. Um, Maybe we'll, it's fine. Your emails are enough for me. thank
1: you. Um,
0: (laughs) But yeah, just shoot us emails over the next couple of weeks. Like I said, we'll be back that first week of the new year to record. I'd like to just talk about what we want from 2021. Yeah. Um, you should
1: write it, right. Yeah. Write it and let us know what you want from 2021.
0: Yeah. I want to hear about your life. What, what are you hoping to gain from the new year? Maybe it's maybe you're like nothing and <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's honestly fine. fine. <laughs> um, but you can email us anytime at mind your own podcast at hailversity.com. And you know, if you have If you have a backlog of episodes you haven't listened to, the next two weeks are your time to do it. Yeah. So thank you for allowing us to have this first inaugural mailbag episode. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mental health. Care and love and show some compassion and grace to the people around you and to yourself. And have a happy holiday.
1: Yeah. We love you and appreciate you. See you in a couple weeks.
0: See you next year. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)